This is the Jerry Callahan Show. Well, it's been about two weeks since uh, Ironhead lost his dog, his his lovable pity, Fudd, passed away unexpectedly from cancer. You were disappointed that day. I, I, I was... I was thrilled that you actually showed up to work that day, even though you lost your dog. But uh, you were you were sad. You were disappointed, but not nearly as sad and disappointed as you were Saturday and Sunday this weekend. I rarely hear from Ironhead over the weekend. He's he's busy. He's I don't know what he's doing. He's busy. You know, kind of like Robert Kennedy. He's busy doing shirtless push-ups for the neighbors. Yeah. Uh, but this weekend, uh, man, were you disappointed? We were expecting war revolution, a real insurrection. We were expecting tanks charging onto the Kremlin and just, and I said, let's make sure everyone's got their, their cell phone cameras out. Make sure we get this all on tape. We want the revolution to be te- televised. And I was pretty excited too, because you know, what's more fun to watch than civil war in Russia, an attack on uh, Putin. And just like that, it fizzled out and they're sitting there one minute, they're ready to you know, bomb the Kremlin, the Wagner group, Wagner group of mercenaries with this uh, leader, this, this evil looking leader who was uh, an ally of Putin, obviously Prigozhin. And uh, the next minute, He's on his way to Belarus seeking uh, asylum. He's probably dead by now. And I guess uh, Putin has quelled the unrest and is now taking, uh, uh, getting his revenge on as many of these Wagner guys as he can. But uh, last we heard, he was uh, in Belarus in hiding. Probably, he's probably, I don't know, dead or on the run or soon to be dead. But just like that, it was over. And, And Ironhead's texting me saying, damn. I was so excited to sit down and watch war. <laughs> what am I going to do now? Watch baseball? <laughs> Here's a guy. Uh, I got to admit, I'm with you. There he is. There is Prigozhin, or whatever his friggin' name is. There's this evil. Doesn't he look like he just was cast into this part by some uh, casting director? Yeah. Uh, he looks like Hank Schrader from Breaking Bad with a drug problem. That's what he looks Prigozhin. like. Prigozhin. There's no way he lives, to, you know, the week to, he makes it a week. Wherever he is, Putin will track him down. Hell, Putin will poison him. He's probably already, you know, turned gray from drinking some poison uh, vodka or something. But unfortunately, we were looking forward to talking all about this big coup and uh, the end of Putin is near. And who will replace him? That's always a good question because uh, lots of people, lots of experts say, uh, don't get too excited. The next guy is going to be worse. That's generally what happens they don't, uh, you don't dethrone this despot and uh, suddenly someone steps in and it's, you know, some benevolent leader. So uh, we're not sure where the next guy will be. We're not sure how much longer Putin will last. We just know he survived this one, unfortunately. Uh, and uh, he's probably going to take his revenge on everybody, not just the Wagner group, but he'll step up his efforts in Ukraine. It'll just get uglier and uglier and uglier. Uh, It'll just drag on forever. That's that's apparently what's going to happen. Sadly, um, I was just looking at the breakdown over the weekend. You care to guess how the media handled the Russian rebellion versus the Hunter Biden WhatsApp message, which is basically uh, lead pipe lock type proof that uh, Joe Biden knew exactly what his son was doing. He's sitting right here with the big guy. You know that message? I care to guess how much time ABC, NBC, and CBS combined spent on the Hunter Biden WhatsApp message that implicated the president of the United States in in an extortion uh, scam. Go ahead, give it a shot. I would say like 36 to 48 straight hours. (laughs) <laughs> that would be zero minutes on ABC, zero minutes on NBC, zero minutes on CBS. They spent, uh, let's see, on the Russian rebellion, ABC spent nine minutes, NBC seven minutes, um, CBS 22 minutes over the weekend on the Russian rebellion, zero minutes on the WhatsApp message, which we will get to because this is this is really getting difficult from the mainstream media. Obviously, they have a tough job. They've been, they've had to cover up for Joe Biden for a couple of years now, <clears throat> and it's getting tougher. Um, and it, it didn't, it didn't go well on Friday in the, uh, 
press room at the White House. Now, normally you have one guy, maybe James Rosen from Newsmax, maybe uh, Peter Ducey from from Fox, maybe gets a question and Corinne Jump here says, I'm not going to talk about that. And she moves on, right? That's generally how it goes for KJP. She's not pressed because the people in the audience are on her team. They're there to help her, even though she's inept. She's completely over her head. They, they don't make her job very difficult. I um, mean, good thing for her, because if she ever had to face the wrath, the, the, the attacks that uh, Kaylee McEnany or Sean Spicer did, she couldn't hold, she wouldn't last a day. But her job's not that tough because, you know, again, those are her people. Those are, those are her, you know, her, uh, her teammates. So this was a bad day for KJP because it became clear that there are some people in the mainstream media who are actually interested in this story. And you see, you see a couple things. First of all, she's looking at her binder as usual, looking for the answer someone prepared for her. Secondly, she's shocked. She's looking out going, wait a second, guys, what are you doing here? You're supposed to help me bury this story. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to give dirty looks to James Rosen and then roll your eyes and say, let's move on. Let's talk about climate. You know, let's, let's talk about uh, infrastructure. Let's talk about how, how wonderful things are going uh, these last couple of years with the Biden administration. That's generally the method she, uh, she is comfortable with, but not so much Friday. How long is this ironhead? I'm I'm just, there's a couple of cuts, but two minutes. I, I just, when she sees one of these mainstream guys, I don't even know where they're from New York times, maybe ABC, NBC. And they start asking, the same questions as Peter Ducey. She doesn't know what to do. It's it's great. Let's watch. Curly wouldn't answer James's question, though. Are you going to answer the question? Because not a reasonable question to ask when the President of the United States was involved, as this message seems to suggest, in some sort of a coercive conversation for business dealings by a son. Is that something, if he wasn't, then maybe you should tell us. So here's the thing, I, and I appreciate the question. I believe my colleague uh, at the White House Council uh, has answered this question already, has dealt with this, has uh, uh, made it very clear. I just don't have anything to share outside of what my colleagues have shared. Shared, uh, and so I would refer you to him and the D- and the DOJ. Just not going to comment from here. I will. What I can tell you is I know that my colleague has dealt with this. He he uh, addressed this at the White House Council. I just don't have anything else to share. I just I just answered the question. I just answered the question. Yes or no? Was the president involved in the shakedown attacks? Yes no, Stephen, yes no, Stephen, I just answered the question. I just said, I just, this is, it's not up to you how I answer the question. I just answered the question by telling you my colleagues at the White House Council has dealt with this, and I would refer you to them. Go ahead. Can you just remind us what your colleagues said from the White House Council so we have it? I would, I, would, I would refer you to them, and they will share their statement with all of you. My question is about your statements from that podium. You stated that the president stands by his comment from the 2020 campaign that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with his son. And you stood at that podium and you reaffirmed that. Do you stand by your reaffirmation? I, what I will say is nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. And I will leave it there. Anything else, I will refer you to the White House counsel. This is not a change. I just answered the question. You asked, you just asked me, do, does my statement change? I just told you nothing has changed. That's answering the question. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm yes, calling on your something has changed. <laughs> yes, something has changed. It's not good. That keeps going, We're, too. <laughs> okay, let's go. I, I love this. Keep going. Colleague right now. Go ahead. Thank you. To, to follow up on my colleague, is there anything that you can say with regard to this text message and what the president's son was alleging? Was the president there or not? I would refer you to my colleagues at the White House Council. They have addressed this, and I refer you to them. <laughs> she looks so mad, just the death that, daggers. That, that is what, four or five different reporters? There's the James Rosen from New, Newsmax in there, but those aren't, you know, adversarial parties there. Those are her people, and they are just not letting it go. This What's Up app, I mean, WhatsApp, where Hunter Biden is sitting there, with his father in Wilmington, Delaware, we have proof. We it's been proven he was there at the house. So he says, "I'm sitting here with my father," and he is pissed. He's like, uh, "You had better hold up your end of the deal." I mean, you can get the, the the message if you want, but 
And then a couple of days later, Hunter Biden uh, receives a check for $5.1 million from the guy, Henry Zhao, that he's threatening on that call, threatening that his father will take action if they don't send him the money. A couple of days later, they sent him the money. And then Hunter took the 5.1 and uh, transferred a million dollars to Jim Biden's account. So this, they got a paper trail here. They got proof. And I, I think the media has decided to put their hooks into this one, this message. I'm sitting here with my father. Uh, and they're in the same place, the same house that weekend. He was telling the truth. And Joe Biden can't explain this away. And by the way, she's talking about this guy, Ian Sams. She says the White House counsel who, who does the speaking for the White House counsel. He, he came out with a statement that said Joe Biden is not in business with Hunter Biden. They're not in business. That's a whole different thing from saying he never talked to Hunter about his business. They're dropping that. That lie that he's repeated and repeated for years now, they're moving on from that. He does talk business with his son, but they're not in business together. Now, James uh, Comer is going to prove that to be a lie too. And then what does the media do? We, we know he was in business with his son. We know the only product, the only service they had was Joe Biden access to Joe Biden, Joe Biden's name. That's it. They had nothing else to sell and they made tens of millions of dollars and Comer is just getting started. This is a good sign. This is a good sign that the media is, is, is actually going to ask some questions. I mean, she won't answer them. She's incapable of answering them. And Joe Biden will hide. He won't be accessible to anybody ever. I mean, if he is, if they do set up an interview, they'll give the questions in advance and he won't even have to answer this. Do you know Joe Biden's never been asked about the laptop? He's never gotten one question. The FBI had the laptop in 2019. They had it a year before the New York Post. They knew it was going to be published in the post because they were spying on Rudy Giuliani. That's how they knew to go to uh, Silicon Valley and tell Twitter and Facebook and Instagram that it was coming and it's probably Russian disinformation. That's what the FBI was doing to interfere with the election, to rig the election. That's what they did. Um, and Joe Biden to this day, that's almost four years ago and he's never been asked a question about it. You talk about being protected by the mainstream media. This this WhatsApp app, I keep saying that, this WhatsApp is going to be, I don't want to say the end of him, because again, he's got the you know 98% of the media in his pocket, but he's going to have to address this at some point. And so is she, so is KJP or John Kirby. They're going to have to lie about this. They have no choice at this point. It is amazing to think about if they were not, if this drunken crackhead didn't leave his laptop at the repair shop, they would have gotten away with everything. We wouldn't know any of this stuff. We wouldn't, I mean, the, the IRS whistleblowers may have come forward, but it wouldn't, they, they, people would have no interest if not, if this stupid, drunken, coked out crackhead hadn't dropped off the laptop and forgot about it. Just forgot it. It was there. But that's not to say they're not going to give it their best efforts. Uh, as I predicted this over the weekend and it happened. I mean, it was in the New York Times. So what do you expect? But there was the most incredible column and then even by their standards. I mean, this is this is something you don't wouldn't expect to see in the Boston Globe. But it was in the New York Times, which has no I mean, just just no professional dignity left. It's just comical. But um, they're actually this is one of their more popular, well-known columnists, Nicholas Kristoff. Uh, he's been there a long time. He's old. He's written a bunch of books nobody's ever read. Uh, he has a whole column commending Joe Biden for being a loving father, for caring about his son, the addict. This is uh, amazing on so many levels. I should just read the whole thing because it, it's hard to believe this was in any mainstream publication. It's so poorly written. This guy's a lousy writer, been there a hundred years. No one's ever read his stuff, but I was waiting for this. He uh, for this to, to for this angle to, and, and it'll probably get picked up by other media outlets. They'll say, "Hey, that's a good idea." Joe Biden just cares about his poor drug addicted son. He loves him. Um, I got I got to ask if you have an addict 
for a son, drunk, drug addict, whatever, crackhead guy who spent weeks at a time smoking crack with hookers and all. Do you think the the thing the loving father would do is make him the point man in your international influence peddling scheme? Send him all over the world as your bag man to to uh, make money for the family, for the kids, the grandkids, the whole Biden family. Is that the best thing for your drug addicted son? I would say no. I'm, maybe I'm not an expert. But I would say that's not the best approach to help your drug addicted son through his struggles. That's what Joe Biden did. And the New York Times thinks this is what how a loving father reacts. I'll just read a little bit of it. It says one of our most urgent national problems is addiction to drugs and alcohol. It now kills a quarter of a million Americans a, a year, leaves many other homeless and causes unimaginable heartbreak to families across the country including the family in the White House. Hunter Biden, who has written about his tangles with crack cocaine, his tangles, I I swear to God, if this were like a 10-year-old writing this, I'd say, you don't have tangles with crack cocaine. That's not how it works. So he reached a plea deal on uh, tax charges that left some Republicans sputtering. But to me, Nicholas Kristof writes, the main takeaway is a lesson the country and the president could absorb to save lives. While the federal investigation appears to be ongoing for now, I see no evidence of wrongdoing by President Biden. But the president does offer the country a fine model of the love and support that people with addictions need. That is just... (laughs) hang it in the Louvre. This is uh, the ultimate uh, just apology letter. Uh, just the love and support. This is a model of love and support. Again, you take this, this drugged out crackhead who divorced his wife, started banging his dead brother's wife, and then moved on to his dead brother's wife's sister. That guy who's seen in pictures with underage hookers, naked guns, crack. Uh, You take him, you send him to Ukraine and Romania and China. You bring him to China on Air Force Two to make deals to enrich the family. That's a model of love for uh, addicts. And by the way, his daughter had issues too. And we know uh, just how Joe showed his love for his daughter. When Biden was vice president and trailed by Secret Service agents, he once tracked down Hunter when he was on a bender and refused to leave until his son committed to entering treatment. Biden then gave his son a tight hug and promised to return to make sure he followed through. Dad saved me, Hunter wrote in his memoir. Left on my own, I'm certainly I would not have survived. Dad saved his drug-addicted son and then got him on the next plane to Romania with a big bag of cash that came home. Uh, uh, and uh, he, he has the transcript of a message. Joe Biden left his son saying how much he loved him. I'm just called to tell you I love you. I love you more than the whole world, pal. You got to get some help. I don't know what to do. I don't. I know you don't either, but I'm here no matter what, no matter what you need. I love you. This is a message Joe left for uh, Hunter. Hunter was probably in Kazakhstan, you know, selling, uh, making deals, selling access to dad when this was happening. But uh, uh, it just goes on and on and on about how uh, Joe did everything he could to help his drug addicted son. This is this. I don't know why it bothers me. This is what you'd expect from the mainstream media, but also goes on uh, explaining how it's really not a sweetheart deal. He got, Two misdemeanor tax evasion charges, the, the diversion on the gun, no jail time, no trial, no, no, no punishment, no punishment. And he said, that's not a sweetheart deal. That's about what you expect. Uh, Joe Biden undertook a major federal push to combat cancer after it claimed his son, Bo. I wish he could transform his administration's present ineffective effort against addiction into a similar all-out initiative against the forces that almost killed Hunter Biden. That's, that was in the New York Times over the weekend. That is amazing. And that's, I'm, I'm guessing, if these things start with the Times, there'll be other people, someone at the Globe is probably already working on it, saying, you know, 
just leave the family alone. We played that Claire McCaskill sound the other day, which is amazing. Just leave him alone. Let him work through his troubles. The every family has struggles. Every family has tangles with crack cocaine. <laughs> oh, this just I I I could not uh, could not get enough of that this weekend. And of course, there are other people saying it's a good idea. It says the prosecutors appear to have poured over fifteen years of Hunter's business dealings and have not identified any misconduct by the president. What? <laughs> How can you type that? How can you write that after all we've learned over the last, uh, whatever, last month? Crying out loud, no misconduct by the president? How about he's sitting right here, send us the money, or he's going to get you. And it worked. They got $5.1 million a couple of days later. But uh, get ready. That's going to be the approach going forward with the uh, lick spittles in the mainstream media, at least some of them, at least the New York times where, where the, uh, the, the, the other challenge over the weekend, it is a difficult thing to protect this, this garbage family right now, but you know what else they had to do over the weekend? They had to tell you how naked guys in the pride parades, really not in front of kids, no naked guys, just good, clean fun. <laughs> if you weren't paying attention, we got lots to get to here. It's as, as always on a Monday. It was a failed coup, obviously in Russia. We're disappointed in that, but there was a much, there was lots going on here back at home. Um, we got to get to Robert Kennedy Jr. doing push-ups, which I, I can't I can't get enough of this. I can't stop watching this. This guy is just bizarre. He's so bizarre. He must stay in the race. He must get in. He must debate Joe Biden. He must get in, you know, all the uh, mainstream media outlets have to have to, you know, deal with him, RFK Jr. Um, but there was also this four more days, five more days in Pride Month. How much is there? Four more days, four more days of Pride Parade. And I thought this weekend was just lovely. Uh, you had very colorful Pride Parades around the country including in uh, New York city, I believe where they had naked guys on bikes. That's a thing now. Naked guys on bikes. Yeah. yeah. Not, not ride? sexual family friendly event. Right, naked right, guys right. on bikes. Fun. Just people having fun living their truth. How do you, how could you even ride a bike naked? Wouldn't, I mean, you hit a bump. Wouldn't that hurt? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, they were everywhere. This, and, and this is what, uh, if you're, you know, in the mainstream media, if you're at the New York times, you have to defend this. I mean, it's hard. It's they literally were chanting. Not according to the we're video. We're coming for your kids in the parade in New York. They're saying it out loud. How do you defend this? How do you defend this? Do we have the sound from New York? Not, I don't know. I don't. These weren't the naked guys on bikes. These were just happy revelers in the pride parade, where they chant. And I'm guessing, if you're in the media, if you're you know want to defend the whole insanity of of pride or trans defend the trans mob you, you you say oh no they're not coming for your kids they're not they're not groomers they're not looking to indoctrinate anybody and here they come literally right up broadway uh go ahead play it <laughs> Here they we, literally chant, we're coming for your children. What do you say to that if, you're, uh, if your job is to defend that, to defend uh, and claim that there is no effort to indoctrinate or groom? We're coming for your children. They're chanting that. And people brought their kids, by the way. You can see on the sidewalk, kids watching this, watching the, the naked guys on bikes. But we do have a defense, one of Ironhead's favorites. Which Krasenstein is this? Uh, this is a uh, Brian. Brian. Brian Krasenstein. He's got like a zillion followers on on Twitter. Um, yeah, Brian, right? Yep, Brian Krasenstein. I think I, I'm kind of convinced it's the same guy. You think the two brothers are the same guy? I think I don't think they're real. I think it's one guy pretending to be two people. I don't know. It's it's a strange existence because all of a sudden he just came out of nowhere. And for some reason, he won't get off my timeline, and he's just throwing this centrist quote stuff down my throat. 
they're influencers. The brothers Krasenstein are influencers, and they do get a lot of. They do have some influence on Twitter, um, but uh, I was wondering, like, how would you how would you defend that? Get the let's get the video first. Get the video of the guys on bikes. Um, uh, I we can't and, we can't play that on YouTube. We can't play it. Wieners? No, definitely not. I mean, it's everywhere. It was right. <laughs> they're literally on bikes, like handing out things to kids on the oh. sidewalk, and they're <laughs> these naked. Some of them are like like old and, and wrinkly. Some of them are, yeah, they get, yeah some are going to get stuck in the bike chain. If they get any older, I mean, I, how is it legal? I mean, there's a cop right there and you got a naked guy on a bike coming over and like waving a flag to a little kid. I'm like, do you have cops? <laughs> Isn't that a crime? That's not a crime anymore. No. Have you, I mean, can you look that up? Is that illegal? <laughs> I, I, so is, there, it, is there like a performance thing? Maybe that's why. Cause uh, I know. I don't know. Oh, so it's okay. like performance art. Yeah. Uh, um, you know what? Let's figure. Let's figure out a way to get that video. I want to see it. You know, that's me. I'm weird. I <laughs> 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 right, let. We'll get to Krasinski's defense, which is hysterical. Uh, Libs of TikTok posted the video. Lots of people posted the video. All right, we'll get to. Uh, we'll get to the Krasinski defense of the naked guys on bikes. We'll get to RFK speaking of naked guys. He's got his pants on, but he took his shirt off and I am just blown away by how jacked he is. I, I never knew. I mean, I thought I knew a little bit about RFK junior. I've certainly seen a lot from him, heard a lot from him the last few. Did you know he was in this kind of shape? No, I've never seen a 69 year old guy in this kind of shape anywhere ever. I'm starting to think uh, he might be on something. You know, I know he's experimented in the past with various uh, substances. I think there might be something else coursing through RFK's veins because he's just remarkably jacked. We'll tell you about that. We got a, a battle between Proud Boys and Feds. Yes, another insurrection. The Proud Boys battling the Feds. Uh, but this time, this is uh, didn't go the way the Feds were hoping it would. Nancy Pelosi's demanding term limits. Term limits. Not for corrupt congresswomen, for the Supreme Court. So she's been in Congress for 38 years and she wants, and she thinks Supreme Court justices, you know, stick around too long. Uh, we have an uh, incredible cartoon that was in the Iowa newspaper about Vivek. It's just the most offensive thing. You know, I don't generally get particularly offended, but this thing is offensive. We will show you that. I'll tell you about that. We'll get to that and lots more, but first... Excuse me. Imagine this. It's the dead of night. You're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC 14 T tip up pistol from EAA Corp and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect with those with limited hand strength, disabilities, or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back down, and you are ready to fire. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus-1 round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience available with all EAA Corp distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. That's eaacorp.com. All right, Ironhead says we can't show you the naked guys on bikes, but uh, trust me, there was lots of them. It's a thing. It's a thing now in the Pride Parade. Naked guys, old guys, wrinkly guys, fat guys on bikes, right down the middle of the parade route. <laughs> and uh, so Libs of TikTok posted it. Lots of people tweeted about it, talked about it, commented, said how offensive and outrageous and wrong it is to have some naked old guy and a little kid. I mean, it's wrong for parents to bring them kids to this parade. You got to know what you're getting into. But once you're there, I don't think you're supposed to, you know, take all your clothes off in front of children. It's just, is me. You know, I'm, I'm old fashioned. This is from a super liberal Brian Krasenstein. I, I couldn't believe I, this was actually his response. He, I think he was responding to libs of TikTok. He says, 
seeing a man naked on a bike isn't going to have much impact on any kid. They have likely seen their father or brother naked before. Okay, it goes on, but I have to stop right there. Again, maybe it's me. Maybe I was, you know, raised in one of those, you know, uptight Irish Catholic households. I never saw my father naked. Never. I, I don't think, uh, I don't think my kids see me naked. Not that I recall. Uh, Ironhead, just let's go around the room. Did you ever see your father naked? Not on purpose. <laughs> this... This guy defends naked guys on a bike in a parade in front of kids. And his defense is they've probably seen their father naked. <laughs> yeah, no, I've what? never I've never had my dad be like, hey, come here for a sec. <laughs> what? That's your defense? I mean, what was going on in the Krasenstein household? I, I guess maybe for Ashley Biden, that's a no brainer. Sure, of course, many times. But I don't think again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe let me look at the comment line. Anyone there think that's routine to see your brother naked? If you saw your, I mean, if your father, if you saw your brother naked, he was a little kid, maybe. These are 65-year-old men on the bikes at the parade. (laughs) I don't think most people have seen their father naked when he was, you know, that age. That's that's insane. That's your (laughs) defense. There we go. Uh, we got a still photo of these uh, fine, proud Americans in the parade. How do you think that's appropriate? I mean, I know they're nuts. How do you think that's appropriate? Let's. Mark says, nope, never seen dad's junk. I didn't either until, you know, he was dying. But as a kid, never, never. What, what underwear? What, when do you see when you're a little kid? When do you see dad naked? When? Like uh, swimming? That's another Joe Biden thing. Uh, nude. <laughs> uh, skinny dipping in front of we, female secret service agents. He was very famous for that when he was vice president. Nope. Right. Paul says, nope, never saw dad naked. No, nope, never. Who has? I mean, uh, unless you said like by accident, you walked in, barged in the room or something right. that that's traumatic. This is worse. So some five, six year old kids at the parade with a little flag and he's got some popcorn and that guy comes riding up. The kid's going to have nightmares. And it is, again, I understand who supports this. The people in the media, they love this. They support this. Oh, by the way, we should get to the, I think it's an ESPN reporter is outraged. The NHL is dropping the pride jerseys outraged that they would do such a thing. But uh, you knew that was coming. Nope. Never. Mrs. Mrs. Majors. We had a woman on the line. Never saw dad or mom naked. Me either. This <laughs> Brian Krasenstein. Someone does should do a lot. Maybe uh, the, you know, DYS or should make a check, you know, wellness check at the Krasenstein household. Yeah, see if he's <laughs> I hope he doesn't have kids. Here's uh, this is a three part defense of the naked pride guys. One is the kids have seen dad naked Two, sharing an uncensored video of a naked man on a bike to an audience of 30 million kids on Twitter is worse than riding a bike naked in front of a kid at a planned event that their parents took them to. That's an even better defense. Think of that. So you share the picture as we did or the video of these creeps naked on bikes in front of kids. That's worse than actually doing it. <laughs> this, I'll, I'll give him this, is a really hard job. Your job yesterday, if you were Brian Krasenstein, was defend these perverts, these, these, these disgusting freaks. You have to defend them. And this is what you come up with. Yeah, this kid saw dad naked. And sharing the video is worse than actually doing it. And number three, There are much worse things the average kid will see or hear online in a typical week. Really? So if you see, I don't know, maybe you're playing some violent video game or maybe, maybe you can get there and if you're smart enough, you know, watch porn, but to actually see a fat, naked, disgusting, sweaty guy wheel up to you on a bike with his junk right in your, that's not as bad as what the kids will see online. This is this is amazing. Again, tough job defending this. It's like defending, you know, the Biden family. It is never easy. 
But do you think, does Brian Krasenstein drunk tweet, Ironhead? You follow him. Does he drunk tweet? Because this this might be a drunk tweet. This I, is so insane. I think he's just a robot because he doesn't stop. It's just constant. Oh, really? Every time, his uh, Twitter's new For You tab, for some reason, they think that's the crap I want to see. So he's just constantly on it, and maybe his brother sometimes, too. <laughs> and, and they just he just gets killed in the... Uh, in the comments, I mean, again, we got more people. Anybody, anyone see their mom and dad nude? Most Swedes think Americans are prudes. So Swedes do it? Is that is this guy Swedish? I don't know. What does that have to do with it? Weirdos on bikes is different. That is true. It's not like walking into your father's room when he was changing or catching him coming out of the shower. This is a guy on a bike in a parade in front of cops. Uh, but that's uh, where we are now. Actually, my, my, of- on 4th of July, my dad mans the grill the same way that guy rides a bike. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would have had nightmare. Not, I mean, it would have been would be tough to get over just walking in. And you, it's like seeing your parents, you know, doing it. I didn't ever did that either. I And I don't think my kids have done that either, unless they didn't tell me. They saw me. I think that's I a conversation them. anyone wants to have ever. So who knows? <laughs> uh, but I, if, if you ever want to know who's going to defend Joe Biden for a showering with his daughter, I think Brian Krasenstein is at the ready. <laughs> he will be there. Oh, for sure. Hey, who doesn't shower with their, you know, five-year-old daughter? It happens, right? I mean. <laughs> It does. Where? How often? <laughs> that. All right. Let's get to my favorite story of the weekend. I don't even know why. I can't. I, I couldn't stop watching this. I've said it before. RFK. I would never vote for Robert Kennedy Jr. I never would vote for Kennedy, including this one, who's who's different than all the rest. At least he is now. But he's a fascinating candidate. He's getting. Uh, you know, he's polling at twenty percent. I think it's going to go up. I think when the more people know about him, the more he, uh, interest, the more support he's going to have for kind of renegade liberals, renegade independents. He's that kind of candidate. He's already got the endorsement of Jack Dorsey and Aaron Rodgers, who are kind of, you know, renegades. They don't want to support Joe Biden, of course. That they, they don't want to support the cadaver in the White House. They certainly don't want to support Kamala Harris. And they would never vote for Republican or certainly not Trump. So there are people out there looking and kicking the tires. And when they see this guy, there's there's a few things that that are very simple to understand. This is the appeal of Robert Kennedy Jr. to me. It's not complicated. Now, it might be complicated when he starts talking about vaccines or whatever, ivermectin or something, or talking all about COVID. Uh, But there are three things that he he believes, and they're simple and they're important. And I think they will resonate when the time comes. There are lots of people haven't even looked at the candidates yet. I mean, hell, the uh, primaries are still what, seven, eight months away. Got a long way to go. You got conventions, you got debates. Uh, don't put that up yet. It's going to distract me. <laughs> We're going to get to the video. But Robert Kennedy Jr. is against the war, right? You're telling me there's not lots of Democrats out there who are against the war who don't aren't like, you know, Ayanna Presley and Liz Warren. They're not total war hawks who support endless war. I, I We see them. We've seen AOC at town meetings where people come out and start screaming at her because she's supporting this endless war in Ukraine. He's against the war. And his own son actually fought in Ukraine with the Foreign Legion. He's back home again, I believe. But he he had literally had blood, blood in the game. Uh, two, he's against censorship. He's perhaps the most censored man in America. I think maybe Alex Jones, maybe, but he's one of the few who have been censored at every turn. And he still is getting censored. He did an interview with Mike Tyson, which was interesting. It was entertaining. It was kind of bizarre. And YouTube immediately takes it down. Can't see that. We can't let you see, you know, former heavyweight champ, legendary Mike Tyson talking, just talking to Robert Kennedy Jr. Can't see that. No, no. Daddy YouTube says it's too dangerous. So he's against as, as vehemently as anyone, as enthusiastically as anyone is against the censorship state, the Twitter files, the collaboration with the Biden administration, the deep state, the FBI, the CIA and big tech. So he's against that. And he wants to close the Southern border. He went there, walked across the border, did a cell phone video by himself. When he does interviews, he doesn't even have notes. 
imagine Joe Biden doing an interview for five minutes without notes? It would be a train wreck. He will demand a debate. He's demanding. And if he ever gets one, it could be the end of Biden. I can't even imagine Biden being able to keep up. The one thing that hurts, again, is the voice. The voice is tough. He's got the problem with the vocal cords. That's not going away. Sometimes he struggles to get through these interviews, but he'll sit down and talk to anybody, anywhere, Joe Rogan or anyone else. He'll go on MSNBC, Fox. He doesn't care. He's out there uh, getting his message across, and I think he's going to be a factor. It's a huge gap, you know, to catch Joe Biden, but let's be honest, anything could happen. Joe Biden could fall down today. Joe Biden, I mean, the, the, this family's not particularly careful. There could be more evidence today of Joe Biden's involvement in the bribery scheme. Let's be honest. We all know he took the bribe. We all know he demanded a bribe from the head of Burisma. They're just a matter of putting the pieces together. And is that guy really going to be the nominee if the whole country is realizes that he has been selling the country out for years, making money, enriching his, his garbage family? That's going to be tough. So there's going to be an opening, and it ain't going to be Kamala Harris. I mean, Gavin Newsom is ready to step in. He will be formidable. I mean, he's a sleazy, creepy lizard person, but he's smart. And he's already, I think, kind of launched his campaign when he sat down with Hannity and pointed out that he had no notes and he would debate anybody and he wanted to debate DeSantis. He he was making the, showing the stark difference between him and Joe Biden. So I think uh, Newsom's ready to step into the breach and he'll probably get the nomination, but Robert Kennedy Jr. will be a factor. Here he is over the weekend, and I had so many questions. This this was the first thing posted. We're looking at him now. He is shirtless, wearing jeans, no shirt. I think he's in Venice Beach or he's in L.A. where he lives. And somebody's videotaping him doing push-ups. And there he is. I have never seen anyone 69 years old, that jacked. This looks like some kind of Photoshop, like they put his head on, you know, uh, I don't know, who's who's the most jacked guy in Hollywood? The Rock. (laughs) (laughs) You could tell The Rock is that big tattoo, but, you know, Zac Efron, have you seen him? He is jacked. Chris, uh, there's so many Chris's out there. Hemsworth, Hemsley. All those guys. There's a lot of young stud jacked actors. This is the summer of beefcakes. This is a 69-year-old man who used to do heroin. <laughs> he is just, he's got this, if you're, if you're just listening, not watching, it's, he's, he's got arms, little back, chest. He's got pecs that are just massive. So... This Here's is my I, question. This is why I wish I had the drop of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he's like, look at the tries, the delts. <laughs> and he just keeps going off. <laughs> what did you think when you saw that? I mean, this guy's 30-something years older than you. I you think, feel embarrassed that you don't look like that? The jeans, the <laughs> jeans thing is, if he was wearing gym shorts, I don't think anyone's talking about this video. Right. The jeans is also taking your shirt off. I mean, I could see wearing the tight T-shirt at the gym, but... Going shirt and then posting it. But I have so many questions. Why are you shirtless? Why are you wearing jeans? Who is, I mean, I'm impressed by his physique, but who's impressed with nine push-ups? What? <laughs> well, who can't do nine push-ups? I don't know. I can even do nine push-ups. Yeah, I, I can do nine push-ups. It's just such a strain. And there's another video of uh, him working on the incline bench. And it, on the bench, there's only like, there's not even any 45s. This is 70. This is probably uh, 70, 90. It's probably like 135 pounds. Are we supposed to be impressed by that? And he's again. If he ease. did it like 25 times, I'd be like, wow. How, how many times he do it? I don't even know. But 10, but he starts I mean, struggling at about five. <laughs> here's, here's the thing with RFK Jr. He is a fascinating character. Again, I wouldn't vote for him. I understand people don't like him because of his uh, vax conspiracy theories. But again, it's a guy who used to do heroin. One of his wives killed herself like three days after he divorced her. He's written like a dozen books. He's a Kennedy. He was around when his father was murdered and he has theories about that. And by the way, if he espouses them on a video, YouTube will take it down. So Robert Kennedy Jr. 
is not allowed to give you his theories on who killed his father. How screwed up is that? When you think about it, you can't No, We know your father was murdered when you were a little kid. You can't talk about it on our platform. We don't allow it. Some puke, some little 29 year old punk in Silicon Valley is going to tell you and me whether we can hear Robert Kennedy's theories on who murdered his father. That is just so bizarre. So just so wrong, but I don't know. I'm, I, I just find it fascinating. And how many politicians can you say that about? Say, I don't know, agree with him on everything, but he's an interesting guy, a smart guy, and he's fearless. He'll go anywhere, talk to anybody, unlike the coward in chief in the White House or any lots of other candidates. This guy's just saying, you know, let's go, let's let's do this. And he's in that video, he tweets it out and says, getting in shape for my debate with Joe Biden. That's what he says in the message, which is interesting because Biden will never ever debate him. He won't. Biden is scared to death right now of debating Trump or DeSantis for that matter. Anybody, anyone, the idea that he could debate anybody at this point in his life is, is laughable, but you know, he's allegedly running, but all right, we got to get to the, uh, that other big battle over the weekend, the proud boys versus the feds. This is good. And Nancy Pelosi is going to make her case for (laughs) term limits. She, you know what else? She's against plastic surgery too. And she's against insider trading. And you know what she's against? Artificial uh, enhancements of uh, breasts. She's all all natural. She's all natural. (laughs) She's like RFK. She's all natural. Excuse me. The best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and so much more. With over 350,000 already sold, you know it works. Everyone's got something that stinks in their house, a litter box, a dog, a cat, cigarette smoke, diapers, uh, hockey bags, gym bags. Everyone has some odor they want to get rid of. Well, any smell will vanish after just a few seconds with the thunderstorm. The powerful thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules which seek out and destroy odors. These molecules even go behind and under furniture. Nothing can hide from the thunderstorm. Best of all, no filters to buy over and over again, saving you money. Start enjoying your home again and get several thunderstorms. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm free pack for full home protection. You get three units for under $200. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, your family room, kitchen, wherever you need it, wherever you need clean, fresh air. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in discount code Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Jerry. Shipping is free. If you you don't follow closely, you might not know that the federal government, our FBI, they have people on the payroll who go out and pretend to be Nazis, pretend to be white supremacists. It's kind of a thing. Young guys just starting out in the bureau – you need to get some khakis. You need to get a blue shirt. You need to get something to cover your face, like a hood. Then you can go out and you can pretend that you're a white supremacist and the media will play along and say, oh, there was a protest with a bunch of Nazis. There. As we know, Joe Biden and others have claimed, you know, Kamala Harris, KJP, have claimed white supremacy is the biggest problem in America today. So if you say that, you need some evidence. So you take your uh, private police force, which is the FBI, and you say, just send some people out, play, play to LARP, send some people out to just play, pretend to be Nazis. And they've been, you know, we've, we've seen them out. There was, uh, they tried to stop Glenn Youngkin in uh, Virginia and they brought in these pretend Nazis and the, immediately the internet sleuths found out who they all were and they weren't, they were, you know, whatever campaign volunteers. But the theory is that these guys that you see occasionally, uh, you know, whatever, waving flags, marching in D.C. are just feds, or at least some of them are feds, the leaders of feds. So they tried to join up with the actual Proud Boys and uh, it didn't go well. They thought, you know, oh, man, we're brothers. We all hate the whatever, we hate the Jews. Right? <laughs> you know, we all you know, hate everybody, minorities, and uh, that's not how it works. And the Proud Boys and everybody knows these guys are frauds. These guys are plants. So they ripped the masks off them. Look at them. Look at this. this is so great. 
they said, get out of here, get out. And they literally shoved them away from their, their protest and it gets physical. And instead of just beating them up, the proud boys take, they, they rough them up a little, but they take off their masks and they, immediately the feds are covering their faces <laughs> and running. They've already identified at least one of these guys and uh, from his high school yearbook and his little message in the high school yearbook says, he hopes to work for the federal government someday. <laughs> I think, I think the guy uh, achieved his goal. I think he's working for the feds, but this is how you do it. I don't even know if these are actual proud boys. How does that even work? You have to They're, fill out an application to get accepted in the proud is, boys. This They're is just, the thing that's crazy to get into the proud boys. You literally get punched until you name five cereals. That's how it starts. <laughs> It started off as a joke, Gavin McGinnis, his show. Oh, that's right, Gavin McGinnis. It started off as a joke because he was trying to get his producer laid, and he started a group called The Proud Boys so he could hang out with a bunch of, like, uh, you know, chauvinistic men, and that's how it started. Yeah, and, I mean, and now no one wants to be thought of as a proud boy because, you know, they're looking to put him in prison. They put in a bunch of them with a seditious conspiracy or doing hard time, a long time in the deplorable jail. But uh, I love that. Those kids, those punks, those feds thought that we were going to be, yeah, we're, we're all in this together. Let's go, let's go kick some Jew ash or something. And they said, Oh no, we're not falling for your little trap. You're <laughs> this is, this jig is up, son. All right. I got to move. I got to get to uh, Pelosi and I want to do this Vivek cartoon. Let's do the Vivek cartoon now. Cause it fits right in. There's just the perception that Democrats, the media, the left have of, of right-wingers, and then there's reality. And this is a cartoon that appeared in the Iowa paper, and uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, by the way, lots of things I said about RFK Jr., you could say about Vivek. He's in unbelievable shape, too. Have you seen him? He hasn't taken his shirt off, but he's out there wearing his tight T-shirts, and he is just tireless every day somewhere else, and he's just he adds, brings so much energy and he's just refreshing when you hear, you know, a Trump rally or Biden, you just say, can we just get some new blood? This guy's 37 in great shape and just tireless. So they, uh, obviously Vivek Ramaswamy is a man of color. I believe his, uh, was his parents or grandparents came here from uh, India, whatever. Nobody cares. It's like not even an issue, not even a factor. He just goes out there. He's against affirmative action. He's got thoughts. He's got, he's got a whole peace plan for Ukraine and it's more, it's more well thought out than anyone else's. I mean, Trump just says, I'm going to go there and end the war in 10 minutes. Vivek says he would sit down, demand a ceasefire. And in return for giving some of the land to Russia, which is essentially uh, uh, populated by Russian people in the Donbass region, Russia would agree to leave any treaty with China. So we would decouple China from Russia in, in return for Russia getting some land as part of the ceasefires. And, you know, you disagree with your disagree with it or not, but it's an actual concrete plan. This is what paper was this? Iowa. What can you check that for me? And they got Vivek at a, a rally and Vivek says, hello, my MAGA friends. One guy yells out Muslim. Another guy yells out, get me a Slurpee, Apu. And another guy says, show me your birth certificate. Just total cliches. I mean, the uh, Quad City Times. The Quad City Times. I mean, I'm sure it's an influential paper in the election before the uh, caucuses. Uh, But Vivek responds, and he actually uh, tweets with a picture of that that, uh, ridiculous cartoon. I've not heard. I've seen a lot of Vivek interviews. I've seen a lot of appearances. He was down in Florida after the Trump indictment, screaming, trying to get all the other candidates to pledge to uh, pardon Trump and all that. I've not heard one person talk about his, whatever, his nationality, a person of color, breaking barriers. I haven't heard him say, I'm making history. I'm walking in history. The whole identity politics thing only gets played on one side. Vivek's not playing that. He's not saying, I get to be the first, whatever, man of color of the Republican Party. He doesn't even do that. doesn't even entertain those questions. And I've never heard anybody pretend or mock him for his nationality, his ethnicity, to get me a Slurpee. I believe they had to apologize and take this down. But Vivek tweeted, it's sad that this is how the mainstream media views Republicans. I've met with grassroots conservatives across America and never once 
experience the kind of bigotry that I regularly see from the left. Iowa's Quad City Times absolutely has the right to print this, but it is still shameful, and he's right. And uh, it's hard to believe that got past an editor. Yeah, get me a Slurpee, Abu. That's supposed to be funny. I don't know. Don't get it. Don't get it. But uh, let's get to, uh, uh, I don't have time. Yes, I do. Ironhead's favorite politician. He's got a thing for, uh, well, uh, mm, big busted 82-year-old women. You've know, <laughs> always been your thing, right? Yeah, naturally, yeah. You've always been your thing. Yeah, check. I think she's 82, 81, 82. But how she could do this, how do you do this? Here's, here's what you have to understand. All right, let me do Shay, and then we'll get this because – how do you do this with a straight face? Don't you know people are going to watch this mock you? She doesn't care. You know, she's been in D.C. so long. She's so powerful. She's not speaker anymore, but she's fabulously wealthy. Being in Congress has made her rich beyond her wildest dreams. She's obviously, uh, you know, got issues with her drunken husband, but she's got a big mansion on the water in Florida. She should be heading down there soon. But let me do Shay, and then we'll tell you what she had to say about, you know, people who stay too long on the job in D.C. <laughs> Remarkable. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, we got to move. Nancy Pelosi is how old? Did you shake that for me? 82. 80. It's been there 37, 38 years, like 18, 18 terms. She's now worth like 150 million. 83. Mostly. 83. Oh, she's, she's 83. <laughs> and uh, once Ironhead puts her picture up there, he's going to get all aroused. He loves that picture of Nancy walking hunched over a little on the beach. Uh, but she's gotten rich in DC. She's obviously just the ultimate swamp creature. She thinks that we need term limits. And I'm like, good, I'm for term limits. I mean, hopefully the be term limit you out of office. So, you know, being, being there for 18 terms, but no, not for Congress, not for the Senate, not for uh, the bureaucracy, not for the cabinet. No, for Supreme court justice. So Congress people can stay there for 40 years, but we got to get rid of those Supreme court justices who, by the way, they have no term limits because they're supposed to be non-political. You know, they're supposed, you're not be able to intimidate them and say, you know, we're going to get you out of there. You, you know, that's why they're appointed for life. So they'd be free from, <laughs> you can't do this to me. There's uh, Ironhead's close up oh, of his oh. favorite Washington politician on the beach. <sighs> All right. I'm going to say, I'm, you know, you can think what you want to be. I'm going to say RFK's upper chest is more impressive. What do you think? Uh, if that is natural, I think that's more impressive. Yeah, at that yeah, age. You yeah. You know? uh, let's hear your girl talk about term limits. Go ahead. Do you think that there should be changes, reforms to the Supreme Court, term limits, uh, an expansion? Yeah. yeah. I don't know that expansion. I mean, it's been over 150 years mm. since we've had an expansion of the court. Mm. It was in the time of Lincoln that it went up to nine. So the subject of whether that should happen is a, a discussion. And it's not a, say, a rallying cry, but it's a discussion. Uh, the president formed a commission. They did not recommend expansion of the court. That shouldn't be the end of it. But there certainly should be term limits. 
And if nothing else, there should be some ethical rules that would be followed. I had one justice tell me he thought the other justices were people of integrity, like a Clarence Thomas. I'm like, get out of here. Oh, my God. That's even worse than term limits saying there should be ethical standards. And they're accusing, you know, Sam Alito and Clarence Thomas of taking money from favors from rich friends. She just said she just criticized them for ethical lapses. Nancy below. I guess that's what it takes to succeed. You have to have that kind of hubris, that kind of arrogance. And boy, does she ever. And whatever happened to Jen Psaki's plan to become a journalist, you know, to actually be a reporter. God, she is shameless every week. All she does is give a foot massage to another Democrat. That's her job. But anyway, uh, so yeah, maybe he'll sit down. Maybe Joe Biden, the next big interview, we know to, to address all the uh, questions about his son's business, which he knew nothing about. He could sit down with Jen Psaki, his old press secretary. Um, she can help him through it. She can give him the questions in advance and he could take his shoes off and she could give him a nice foot massage. Anyway, we got to leave it there. Thanks for uh, listening. We have anybody who saw their father naked? Anybody? Still on the line. Still nothing. Nothing. Nobody. Yeah. That's our kind of audience we have, you know, grew up just like I did in a uh, in an uptight Irish Catholic household. We didn't walk around nude. And uh, apparently in Brian Krasenstein's family, they do it all the time. It happens. They ride bikes naked. They <laughs> shower together. Uh, we'll keep looking, but I don't think we're going to find anybody. I, not in my world, not in my life, but thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. God save the queen, man. shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.